We recording, Barry? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> What's up, you guys? Welcome to the 312 Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Diana, a girl from Chicago creating spaces for millennials to have wholesome conversations that are real, they're raw, and they're relatable. We laugh a lot, we cuss a little bit, and we promise you're going to learn something about yourself when it's all said and done. Don't be shy. This is a safe space. So, what's the 312? What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the 312 Podcast. I am your host, the Ashley Diana. If you're just joining, make sure after this episode you go back and catch up on all the good content we have in the last or the previous episodes. And if you've been here since day one, thank you. As always, I love you. I appreciate you. And let's get to it. Um, today's episode, um, if you know me and if you've been following the podcast, the main thing that I want to do with this platform is to have those wholesome conversations, but also to shed light on individuals, people, you know, organizations who are doing what needs to be done for our community um, around mental health, self-care, self-awareness. Um, so today's episode, I will have my girl on here. She is a licensed family therapist, um, and she's an advocate for self-care, domestic violence, um, just, just mental and emotional well-being. So I thought this was, this would be a great episode to bring her on to and have a conversation with her. Um, there's so much stigma with mental health, as you all probably know, and it's probably something that you've experienced um, within the black community, um, primarily, uh, but a stigma overall. And I think that it should be something that we talk about a lot more. Like, everybody goes through shit. Um, everybody has emotions. So, you know, and you don't always have to just go to therapy if there's something wrong with you. I think that that's something that people overlook a lot of times. Like, you can literally just go and talk through stuff, even if you're feeling okay. Um, it's important that we know how to express our emotions as human beings. So, let's get into this episode. I am very excited, you guys. So, let's get to it. I love this color on you. Thank you. A lot of people can't do pink. You know what? And this I is really cute. That. That's really I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You look great yourself. Thank you, honey. As I always. Try. I try. As always. I always love your energy. Thank you. I feel like when we first met at the event, I felt like it was like, hey, girl, what's up? <laughs> I had never met you in my life. Uh -huh. like, so and it's crazy because you and Kyla have known each other for, uh, wait, that's not your I, cousin, is it? No. Okay. So The other girl's her. Yes. Okay. Yes. I met her a few years ago. Okay. But girl that's my girl yeah that's my girl so yeah. i always know like anybody she brings around exactly. me i'm like they cool good people always because she don't like people exactly so there you go i'm glad i made the clip <laughs> exactly. let's start there well welcome thank you for having me thank you for coming yes. i was i was excited to get you on um and like i i was talking about earlier in this uh clip that my goal for this podcast and just for my platform in general is just to have like wholesome conversations mm -hmm. um and then also to like lessen the stigma around mental health right um we 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 do enough to ourselves yes <laughs> so make it okay to talk you know make it okay to talk about your emotions and everything like that so but anywho welcome 
And I didn't do this in my last episode. Damn. So in the beginning of every episode, we usually do a what's the 312. Uh-huh. That's your check-in, how you're doing mentally, spiritually, emotionally, however you want to define it. But before then, we do have, not a cocktail, but we have, we're bougie. We mm-hmm. got rosé. Mm-hmm. She said rosé is fine for me, honey. Yes. I said, okay. So cheers <laughs> to this episode. Happy Sunday. Yes, thank you for having me. Yes, girl. You see how it like kind of tones down the sweetness a little bit? Oh, yes, that's good. That's um, good. And then when it gets down to soak them, if you eat, I don't eat raspberries. Do you eat raspberries? Not, I don't I go to the like store to, and back okay. raspberries. You <laughs> know, there, like, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when it kind of infuses to it, sweetens them a little bit. Okay. Yeah, so put y'all on. If you have rosé, uh, instead of putting like other fruit in it, because that shit gets way too sweet, mm-hmm. um, try raspberries. So raspberry rosé. Because we fancy. <laughs> next thing to do. Next thing to try. Um, so, yeah, let's check in. What is the 312 with you, girl? <sighs> what is the 312? Um, oh, this is a great question. <laughs> so, mentally, I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm probably like a 6, 7. Okay. I have a lot of big changes in my life happening right now. And good changes? Good changes. Good. But change in general brings about some form of anxiety, mm-hmm. you know? So um, just working through that every every single day, I would say spiritually, 10 out of 10. Okay, yes, on this lovely of, Sunday. Yeah, across <laughs> the board, yeah. like, you know, so I'm very grateful about that to be able to be grounded, mm-hmm. you know, in my faith and, you know, everybody has their own thing. So mm-hmm. I would definitely say 10 out of 10 with that. Um, you said mentally, spiritually, and then emotionally. Emotionally, you know what? Emotionally, I would say like I'm good. Good. I love to hear that. Really good. And it's not that everything is perfect, but every single day I can get up and I can acknowledge where I'm at. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like that is the trick of the trade. It's not like feeling figuring out how to be good every day, all day. It's, and that's not going, that's it's just not unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. Unrealistic. Um, it, it don't happen like that. And it's not going to be okay on some days, and that's okay. Exactly. Restart exactly. the day. Exactly. But being able to be like, you know what, I'm an 8 I'm out of 10 a day, and that's, that's and cool. And that's what it is. That's cool. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm I'm there. So, yeah, yeah how about you? I, I got to build up to there. Um, I'm, like, on the scale of being okay and accepting what it is Mm -hmm. i think i'm like in between Mm -hmm. i'm getting there um this past couple of weeks have been like an emotional roller coaster for me so like today i feel right now i feel better i woke up like anxious as fuck and like Mm -hmm. nervous i I feel like most times when i do the podcast i am um but again a lot of changes have come about or i won't even say changes a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. have presented itself to mm-hmm. me and it's required me to prepare myself and to realize that i wasn't as prepared as i thought yeah so i've had to do some housekeeping like mm-hmm. uh professionally so yeah emotionally i'm up and down mentally um i'm strong i feel mentally strong that's good um i meditated this morning mm-hmm. and i feel like any day where i get to meditate i feel good yeah um, I sometimes may have to meditate three or four times a day, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's about knowing where you at, knowing exactly. what you need. That's all it's about. So, um, and spiritually, I feel good too. Um, maybe not a ten out of ten, and I think just my spiritual spiritual journey uh, is a work in progress as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't like to say that because I'm not all the way there spiritually, mm-hmm. but I had listened to earlier uh, Sarah uh, Sarah Jakes. Mm-hmm. Um, she did a, I forget where it was at, um, but the title of that 
that speech or her uh, sermon was a uh, girl get up. I know what you're talking about. I was like, you know what? Girl, Let me get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that feel good. Yeah. So I'm okay. I am okay. I'm happy. Um, and I'm just, we're going gonna, we gonna to keep it pushing. Yeah. We, I better love days that. Better days to come. So I love that. I'm cool with that. Um, but yeah, so uh, I gave him a little. I know it might look like we we're jumping into it, but I already gave him a little intro. Okay. <laughs> you like, been had done that. We gave an intro. Uh, as I told you guys, she is a, you are a licensed family therapist. I'm not licensed. Oh, not, okay. But I oh, am okay. a marriage and family therapist. So yes. how does, um, is it like a separate uh, um, testing that goes into it? Yes. Are you in that process of doing yes. it? Okay. So great question. Each degree is different. Okay. So uh, like a LPC I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but mm-hmm. like LPCs and social workers and marriage and family therapists, we all have different like pathways to licensure. Okay. So with us specifically, it's based off of the state. Okay. You graduate in order, if you're at an accredited school, uh, you have to take like a practice exam in order to graduate. Okay. Um, but it takes about two years to get licensed post-graduation. Oh, okay. okay, so it's not something that, like... It's not like you okay. take the test, you pass, that. now you license. Got like, it. you know, so it takes some time, but, okay. you know, we're You're, checking along. You are at where you need to be. Yes, that's... Look. So, and you still are able to, like, practice. You still get to yeah. see clients and things yeah. like that. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so it's just, like, a, a process. It's a process. Okay, cool. Exactly. That's cool. Um, so let's talk about a little bit of background. Okay. Um, I'm always interested to get into people's business. Yes. Yeah, I'm a therapist. That's literally me. So, and it might be flip. You might be. This might be a little therapy session that I'm uh, right. letting y'all into today. You know, yeah. I might have some questions for myself for a friend. <laughs> um, but so, like, what influenced you to want to go to school to be a therapist? Yes. Great question. I love this question. So. I got my first master's from Texas Tech. Because she got two master's. Yes, I have two masters. (laughs) So I got my first master's from Texas Tech. And there I was researching uh, resiliency in African-American romantic relationships. So what external and internal factors contribute to resilient relationships, Mm -hmm. healthy relationships, um, and successful relationships, however we define it. And so... I was able to be a part of a lot of like couple studies, but Mm -hmm. I felt like I was doing half of the job. Like we're collecting data, we're doing interviews, we're conceptualizing our findings, we're producing it in research. But like I've had interviews with couples and I'm like, this man, he got to go. Like, you don't see this? You don't see this? You don't see, I see it clearly, you know? So (laughs) I realized that, I wanted a much more interpersonal experience. Mm -hmm. And specifically with us, I felt a disconnect with research because research is produced in collegiate environments. Mm -hmm. You have to have access to these journals. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And so we're further marginalizing, I mean, just our experiences Mm -hmm. with me being a part of a system where we're doing research but like my people don't have access to mm-hmm. it and i wasn't like that's just yeah for what yeah so um i wanted to get on the ground and do the work Good. and it was the best decision yeah. of my life like it was everything that i needed okay uh so yeah that's that when i was at in tech or at tech um I love the work, but I knew that I wanted to be a part of progression. Like, Mm -hmm. I was doing all of this research. 
but I also wanted to facilitate healthier mm-hmm. relationships and have these intimate conversations Based with people like research. us. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so that's what led me here. That's and so. it's lit. Yeah, she says lit, it's honey. Lit. So have you, um, did you grow up with the, I guess the tools or the resources to understand what like mental health was and like to be open to therapy? Like, was that something that you grew up with or was it something that you learned to develop based off of like the research that you had? I uh, absolutely witnessed? did not no. grow up with the resources. I feel like not, not too many of us did. No, yeah. like I grew up in a really like good home. Like my mom's a single, single parent, but she is love personified. Yeah. So like I grew up in a very stable, mm-hmm. loving environment. Um, but I think a lot of us growing up in, in Chicago, like we have had traumatic experiences yeah. early on yep. that is such a norm for us that, I mean, I didn't realize it until I would go away to school. You know, I went to Mizzou for undergrad and you meet different people from different places yep. and you realize like, you know, oh, that's not normal. It's n- right. But all of us is yeah. like, oh, this is our childhood, yeah. you know? So I felt like. Uh, I, I de- through school, I definitely learned different things. I learned how to articulate my emotions better, how to identify my emotions. And then even in my adulthood, I'm just now getting into the swing of being able to communicate what I need from other people mm. or communicate what I need from That's myself. Hard. It takes years. That's hard. And I'm still in the process. Yeah. So... I love that you say that, too, because I and it's something that I have talked about on this podcast a few times now. I'm learning that communication piece Mm -hmm. being a mother because I'm like this little, you know, five year old or even my son. I'm like, you got to one, learn how to communicate. I've always had this. I guess it's like personality that like you should know or like, you know, I'm very open. Like Mm -hmm. I wear my emotions on the sleeve. You don't know what's wrong with me. Like Mm -hmm. you don't know what I, you know. But being a a mom requires me to have that need to to be able to communicate. And then also, like, teaching them. So it's definitely something that I'm working on, too. Yeah. Like, last year working on. Yeah, that's healing for you, though. I think people don't understand that when you are able to talk things out, Mm -hmm. it helps you as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yes, it helps your relationships, but, like, it's nothing like putting words to emotions. And you're like, dang, that's how I feel. I didn't even know that's how I felt, you know, so... Has, um, with you being a therapist, um, and you, you know, have you, do you see a lot of clients or have you, like, you've had enough of a rapport to be able to reflect on good? Yeah. Um, have you been able to do, like, any healing for yourself? I'm sure you have, but I'm curious to oh, that girl. experience where you're like, damn. Girl. This, this person is me. Girl. <laughs> yeah. Girl. It's like, where do I start? Yeah. So, in school... <laughs> Um, and everybody's experience is going to be different, mm-hmm. but I can only speak from like the MFT background. So we have this. You said MFT? Yeah. Marriage and family therapy. Okay. I'm like, yeah. I don't look. <laughs> I don't know. So we have this okay. like theology. I don't, I don't know what to call it or ideology called self of the therapist. Okay. And so what we found is that when you're seeing clients, Coincidentally, a lot of your clients are reflections of yourself, your own internal trauma. And so it's like yourself of the therapist is you checking in with like, okay, after this session, I need to go talk to my supervisor because Mm -hmm. that reminded me of my childhood. Mm -hmm. Or I found myself in the room thinking about my own stuff 
while I'm trying while to show you're... up, you know, for my client. So And I'm sure it's hard to not do oh, that. We're human. Yeah. We're human. And so that's why like a, a good rule of thumb, I always tell my friends, ask your therapist if they have a therapist. I was that was gonna be my next question, do yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. So no no no. I'm currently not seeing clients right now and that's mm-hmm. a part of the reason. I don't have a mm-hmm. therapist. I think that that's like being a medical doctor and not having a, me- a doctor, have, yeah. have a do- it doesn't yeah. make sense to yeah. me. Um, do you think that, or in your experience, is that the norm? Like many therapists don't have their own therapist, or is that something that is common? I don't want to. I don't want to speak much. out of turn because okay. I, I really don't know. I know for me and my like therapy friends, mm-hmm. it's a priority. Yeah, and it should be. But I also think that's from our training, mm-hmm. you know, but. It's not required for a therapist to have a therapist. Yeah. And for me, that can get really, really problematic yeah. because you have access to so, like, just such intimate parts of people mm-hmm. that you can't you can't just play with this, yeah. you know, and just go on a whim and do what you want to do yeah. with it. So, and I feel like there are even other um, people, other industries, like even if you think about, like, nurses and doctors mm-hmm. or police officers, like people who deal with the community, um, like, high-touch aspects yeah. of the community. I feel like every... I feel like everybody needs a therapist, yes, but <laughs> specifically yes. people who have to essentially be like advocates for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially like as a black woman, I'm, I'm like, there's already so much trauma. And then being from Chicago, there's already so much more trauma. Mm-hmm. And then just being a individual human in today's society, there's trauma on top of trauma on trauma. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people just don't really know how to um tackle or to really understand like some of those just underlying issues yeah i remember when i went to therapy and my therapist just asked me questions and it was like and it, it was most of the time where it was like nothing wrong with me nothing i had to talk to her about and then she would like bring up stuff well let's talk about this or i remember we built out like my family tree and yes. like i was like in shambles like oh my god yeah this is what it is yeah. you know like little stuff that that she brought out of me that I would have never, you know, thought to kind of ask mm-hmm. myself. Um, so I want to know, too, speaking to your experience as a black woman um, in the um, as a therapist, have you faced any challenges like within your schooling um, or like even within sessions with clients where you're mm-hmm. like, you know, clients who are like um, non-black or, mm-hmm. you know, not someone of color. What are some of your challenges ha- that you've experienced with that? This is such a great question. <laughs> this is such a great question. I do want to preface my answer by just being very transparent and, and stating that. I also feel like being a black woman therapist is my superpower. Absolutely. Like, and this could have a lot to do with where I got my degree from, like, Mercy University in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in the black Mecca. So it's like I can't speak for, you know, every other black woman therapist. Yeah. But I always yeah. felt like that was my superpower. I always felt like I was able to meet my clients right where, where they, they are. are. Yeah. And I don't have to put on this, you know, this jargon and this whole intellectual talk in order. They like, no, it. it's me and you. And we are going to figure out what this space looks like yep. for us in order to help you. And I feel like that's why my therapeutic relationships were so successful. Mm -hmm. Like, because I have that superpower of being a black woman and don't nobody know how this feel but us. And so like, obviously we don't know what it feels like to be black men, right? But we navigate in their world. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) And so it's like, it's something that you can't teach. Like Mm -hmm. you can't open a textbook and and, you know, so, 
I, I feel like it, it's my superpower for sure. Yeah. But I've definitely experienced some challenges. Uh, first off, what I realized is that the way that I advocate for other people, I don't advocate for myself. Mm. Okay. That's a challenge. I can. That's me not even being a therapist. That's just me. That's being a black being woman. A, hello, I want to save everybody. Look, like. <laughs> what about me? Exactly, exactly. I feel like advocating for myself and what I may need in a moment. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you're in a caretaking position, whether you're a therapist, a nurse, a mother, mm -hmm. an aunt, any type of caregiver uh, position, it's like you know to kind of put yourself on a back burner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's, it's unintentionally most times. But exactly. I mean and then sometimes you, it's just what it is. It's about them right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I feel I feel like being able to balance like my own mental health was difficult at times, mm -hmm. but also I felt like I had really culturally competent professors and supervisors good, good. that I was always able to work through these things. I have in school, cause like you can't choose your clients, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you get what you, you just can. get, you just get it. And so I've had experiences where I have worked with non-black clients and I wouldn't even want to put an S on it cause it wasn't a lot per se, mm -hmm. but people that were so out of touch mm -hmm. with my positioning and me being a black woman yeah. and it's like okay how much of this space do i hold mm -hmm. right because it's like now your your ideology and your perspective is is also degrading to me yeah. and my experience yeah what do i do about that's this? a difficult i don't know if i could be a strong you hear what i'm saying <laughs> like it really would come to that yeah but i feel like what i learned in school was that I think about the therapeutic space and I think about, I always think about power. Mm -hmm. And I think about how it looks in the room. And I always am aware of my positioning, right? Like, so regardless of, you know, being a black woman, being young, being educated, mm -hmm. some of those things present certain privileges mm -hmm. and some of those things don't. Mm -hmm. But also, this person is coming to me or coming to this facility for help right and so when you are the 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 helper you have a privileged positioning yeah you do you get yep. what i'm saying yep and so i always think of uh think of this space like as you know the dodgeballs the little, little, <laughs> and them little bad little boys be hitting us upside the head so i think about a dodgeball and i think about you know i don't ever want to have too much power in the room mm. Be, you have to undo this with clients because they're like, but you're the therapist. Yeah. Girl, how long this going to take? How long we going we gonna to be here? You or, got those questions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But for me, with my, like, therapeutic model of choice, you are the expert of your life. I'm here to, to literally, like, walk beside you, but you know how it feels to be mm -hmm. Ashley. I don't. Mm -hmm. I get to see you one hour every single week. Mm-hmm. How am I tell you what to do? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I'm here to so, help you walk through your thoughts. And I exactly. love that you say that because I think that that's a big misconception when it comes to your therapist. And I love the therapist that I had. I'm not in therapy currently, but I am looking. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I had a white woman as a therapist. Mm -hmm. And what I will say, even though there were so many just different cultural differences, like when it came to certain issues that I were presenting to her, 
um, she would always lead with like, you know, that isn't my experience, mm -hmm. but I want to understand. Mm -hmm. And so she would ask me follow-up questions like, okay, what does that mean? Or, you know, like I could tell that she really wanted to learn. Yeah. And it made me feel, I'm spitting, y'all. <laughs> it, <conversation's> <laughs> it, it made me feel more comfortable to talk to her about my like true experiences. Because I remember um, I had did what was it, Northwestern Family Institute. So I think she was a mm -hmm. she, I know she was a student because she ended up having to move mm -hmm. um, when she graduated and like went to her actual position. I was so sad. Mm -hmm. If you're watching this, you know who you are. <laughs> um, but I could tell like, I don't know if it's, if I prefer having student therapists, like she just really wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. And she put me in the power and the position to say, hey, this is your experience. Yeah. I can't tell you yeah. how to feel. I can't tell you what you're gonna feel. Mm -hmm. All I can do is, you know, give you the tools to unpack this. Yeah. And she would always say that. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I appreciated her so much. And for us to be of different ethnicities, I felt comfortable with that. Yes. Um, but for sure, that that was that was an amazing experience. So yeah. I wanted to piggyback off of. Yeah. Of no, what you that's said a good. That. I'm I'm happy that you said that because I've also had a white therapist mm -hmm. in graduate school and. So when I was working on my first master's and also in college, I experienced a lot of racial trauma. Like the Mizzou students, we like, we need to write a book. I was gonna like, say some some of the girls I went to high school with went to Mizzou and I didn't want to even bring yeah. that out because you know I ain't trying to mess up no sponsorships. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but we don't my drop, goodness. But yes. It was it yes. was a little scary. Yeah, it was it was definitely spooky. Yeah. So spooky. It's like <laughs> Were you there all four years? Yes, I was there all four years. Oh, and it's, I, it's such a good school too. It's though. a great school. Yeah. I loved my experience. Yeah. Despite I would have never wanted to go to any it, yeah. other university. I said that about Macaulay in high school. Look, look, but <laughs> it wasn't until I got to tech and it, my experience was, I don't even want to get into it, <laughs> but I knew I needed a therapist and I knew I needed a black therapist and I'm happy that I had that experience, but I feel like if I did not have my black therapist before, mm. then I wouldn't have been able to see, her name is Julie. I love her to death. Yes. Like. It, I had that same experience. It's not about, like, I think sometimes it's important for clients to feel like the person across from them understands. Mm -hmm. But I also find it therapeutic for people to ask questions because we live, like, in our own little bubbles, mm -hmm. right? So, like, our worlds still collide. Like, yep. I don't know what it feels like to be Ashley, but I'm mm -hmm. sure there's some overlap just with us being black women. Mm -hmm. But we don't talk those things through because we don't have to. Because it's, it's like, understood. girl, I know how I feel to be yeah, you. I don't. I got you, girl. <laughs> but like to talk... I understood what you said. I ain't even got to cut you off. It's, it's like, it's cool. <laughs> but to talk through that stuff and you like, dang, that's why. You yeah. know, it's like this person is learning, but you're also learning too, yeah. in a sense. So. Yeah. That it's can be very helpful. It can be, and I can definitely see that. Mm -hmm. um, so I do have a question. Yeah. Um, and it's like when you tilt your head like that. <laughs> I'm like, what's what's about to come out of my mouth? I have a question. Because <laughs> um, I was actually, it was a lot that was going on like social media around this conversation. Um, and are are you in a relationship? I actually. Am. Why did the actually come out? <laughs> Is this a new relationship? Yes, come on, boyfriend or boyfriend. I only boyfriend, had a man in a little, a little minute. What's so a little I wasn't minute? Expecting that. Well, you know, my last relationship it ended a few years ago, but we okay. still cool. Okay, we still oh, cool. That's good. Yeah, I don't do the drama. No, like I. 
I wish I didn't have to, but outside of my child's father, the rest of them niggas ain't yeah. shit. Sorry. And it be like that. Sorry. It be like that. It really be <laughs> Wish like I never that. met you. <laughs> so, okay, so. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and then you are a family therapist. So I'm sure you uh, have spoken with couples. Yeah, um, yeah. Married couples, single mm-hmm. couples, you know, all of that. Have you done, like, premarital uh I've sessions? done pre- premarital work. I've, my favorite, uh, uh, well, experience that I've had, I'm not going to call myself like a, I don't have a specialty in it. Right. But working with like non-monogamous couples really? or, yeah, like clients that it would be, you know, one guy and, and two girls or two guys. And yes, I loved it. What? People that, that like, uh, uh, identify themselves as non-monogamous or even, I'm what forgetting the uh, word. Poly- uh, polygamy. Polygamous. Yes. Yes. Ooh. When I tell you the boundaries, the communication They're skills. They're they raw, and I feel like that you need that. Yes, in order yes. to even if you just have a threesome, yes. like you have to communicate. My my, I got safe words. Not me. Yep. I don't have. I don't know. You got you got to know how to communicate. You have to. It's multiple people. Yep. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Have you had any like? I'm so interested. Like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. To get the tea. <laughs> have you had like married? Uh, like polygamous, yeah. no. Okay, so it was always like, infidelity with okay. the, the married clients. <laughs> I could imagine. So, yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, mm-hmm. um, have you been presented with the the question? And I feel like this is a yes, but I want to dive into this conversation. Mm-hmm. But present presented with either the question or the situation in which, like individuals or couples, have to determine whether or not they should change for this person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always interested in that mm-hmm. that conversation because I feel like one side of it, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, change is okay in relationships, and I think that for long-term relationships, damn near change is a necessity. And yeah. it doesn't always have to be big, mm-hmm. right? Um, it could be like the simplest stuff that was like when me and my boyfriend, I, dating him, I've learned some like toxicness within myself. Yeah. And it happened a lot where I would respond in a way and he just would like not respond back in the way that you was probably triggering. used to. Yep. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. it wouldn't be. And he'd just be like, OK, like, why do you feel that way? And I'm mm-hmm. like, what, what you? You care about how I feel? You care about how I feel? I just cussed you. I called you. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Um, so what are let's talk about some benefits, I guess. Like what are some of the benefits of um, being willing and open to change? Mm hmm. I'm, well, I'm doing air quotes, change, to yeah. change. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually love this question. Yeah. And I also want to preface the answer. Let's do by it. By saying, <laughs> I appreciate this platform because I feel like a lot of conversations about relationships, specifically like our age group, mm-hmm. young black folk, very, very toxic. Oh, yeah. And it's so dangerous (laughs) to, like, us specifically. You get what I'm saying? And so I appreciate that your platform isn't that, you know, so we can have those, like, real conversations. Real conversations. And I think, side note to that, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of these, the podcasts that have the toxicity around relationships, it'd be a whole bunch of single people. Yeah. You the blind leading the blind. You don't even want to get married. Why are yeah. you talking about marriage? Yeah. Like, dude. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's of the course. goal. <laughs> of course. So, you know, I'm thinking about what does change mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? And I feel like if this was a client asking me, 
I feel like the first thing that I would want to do is explore, like, what is your definition of health? Okay. Right? So what does a healthy relationship look like with other people, with yourself? Because I also feel like there is a boundary where it's like, you know, change is is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, you, the, the person you are today is not the person you were when you were two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships stretch people, whether it be platonic, familial, or whether it be romantic. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about how much change is good and bad, it's going to be based on a person. That's true. It's very situational. It's I agree. It's very, very situational. Um, but to be in relation with another person, no matter if it's romantic or not, and feel like I ain't going to change for this person, yeah. I would want to explore that more. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't I know. Like, I feel like what comes to mind for me too is again like you said it's situational so it's like i think one the question is and this is coming from my experience like is this change like does it make you feel like a better person right like or is it in the reverse in situations where i felt like i had to change or i felt like they were changing me yeah i felt like this ain't this ain't me yeah like it's not allowing me to be myself mm-hmm. um but then the devil advocate to that right it's like even if you change and you don't feel like yourself, well, what if your previous self was extremely toxic and not, you know, conducive to a healthy relationship? Mm-hmm. So I, I like that you, you know, didn't give like a complete answer, like this is, you know, yeah. the solution to that. It really just depends on what that change is exactly. doing for you. Exactly. And I also think with social media oh, and social all media. of these, like, <laughs> uh, comments and perspectives, I feel like we are no longer empowering people to trust themselves. Yeah. Like, and trusting your intuition, trusting your gut, Mm -hmm. trusting how you feel internally, you know the difference between, Mm -hmm. am I changing for good or am I changing for bad? Is this stretching me past, you know, maybe some traumatic experiences? Mm -hmm. Or is this leading me into more trauma? Mm -hmm. Like, you, you know what feels good, whether it's like you start cramping, whether it's like you can't sleep, like yeah. you know, you know, you know. Yeah. And it's like, again, that power ball, I always give that back to my clients. Mm-hmm. Like, you get what I'm saying? So, how is this making you feel? And that's always a question that therapists ask. Yes, how does that make you feel? Because it's like <laughs> also what's healthy, what's considered health for, for me, it may not be the case for my client. And it's yes. not that that's wrong, it's, but I come different. with my own bag yeah. of shit. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And it's I can't, like, you what's can't healthy put that on me. other people. Yeah. yeah. To me, I think it's the the key word there. Like exactly. to you, to me, to him, to them. Yeah, it's gonna mean different things, mm-hmm. right? Um, so another thing that comes to to mind, I'm gonna be like throwing out questions you and, good, and you quotes good. and stuff to you. This idea that, um, and this was used to be my idea. Um, if you know me, mm. you should know what right, I, I know want. What you're about to say. And, like, if this person is for me, I shouldn't have to change. That is so, where's the camera? That is so (laughs) unrealistic. That is so unrealistic. I had to learn that. I really believe that shit. No, 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 no. Prior to being a therapist, I, too. Yeah. Thought that this, if this person is your soulmate, like, they gonna know. Mm -hmm. You don't have to explain yourself. And just men in general, I'm sorry. Yes, he walked out the room. (laughs) Men in general don't know shit. They, don't. <laughs> they know what they know, but like when it comes to relationships and even with your kid, like you really do have to let them know. Yeah. And if more than anything in this relationship, 
he has really taught me to like one be confident and being able to express what it is that I need and feeling comfortable enough to you know understand my needs and be okay with providing that and acknowledging like hey I wasn't doing that before I'm sorry I'm gonna yeah. do it now yeah so yeah. I also feel like that's one of the key kind of things like is this a lack of, you know, feeling like if I say something out of my mouth that this person won't honor it, that exactly. this person won't affirm it, that yep. this person, you get what I'm saying? Yep. Also, think about how it feels to try to read somebody's mind. Mm -hmm. That's too much work for any human. Nobody can do that. Any human. And I'm real big on, like, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, so mm -hmm. I'm very outward. With my, yeah. Like, you're going to know when something's wrong with me. Real same. So, like, in the reverse, someone like him who's, like, he's a little bit more chill. He's a, he's, he's a cancer, so he's a little I'm bit more. I'm a cancer! We can that, girl. July 2nd. July 18th. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. So, um... He's a little bit more emotional, but he's still, like, culturally, like, just his environment, his upkeeping, like, exactly. he's very reserved. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of times, I do have to, like, ask, but I'm like, I can't read mine. So, the effect, the audacity of me to expect this man to know what the hell it is I want. Like, yeah. girl, please. Vulnerability <laughs> is our superpower. It is. And I feel like, you know, I don't know if you're out of Ber Brene Brown. Yes. 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 That's her whole yes. spiel. Yep. But also, no shade. We love Brene, but Brene is also a white woman. Yeah. So it's like her walk about this earth looks it's completely a different. different. It's a little different. And that's okay. Yeah. But we are not socialized to be vulnerable. At all. I literally am every single day is like a, a, a battle. Like even being in a relationship, yep. being with somebody that's emotionally mature, being with somebody that like it's so different. First off, this man is awesome. Yeah. I, he gonna watch yeah. this and he just gotta know. Like we love you, babe. No, literally, <laughs> like I love it here. Yes. But I it's like little voices in my head. Like, you know, I, I, I tell him how I feel and like just expressing like my gratitude and my yeah. appreciation for like just who Ooh, he the gratitude. is. Yes. That's important. For who he is. And it's like a little voice in the back of my head. It's like, girl, don't give him too much. Mm. As soon as he know that you really mess with him. He gonna do the most. He gonna do the most. That's how you get. Uh -uh. Yeah. But I also, I'm like, okay, I have to unlearn this trauma. Cause yeah. you know what? If this man hurt me, cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. That puts me closer to my husband. Mm -hmm. I think it's him though, but you know think it's him now. Like so, like that's that, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, you it, vulnerability is your superpower. Yeah, Being able is. to communicate what's right here, yep, out here. That's that's where we want to be. Yeah. The world would be a, a better place if we did. And that. I think it's important too to be vulnerable in relationships and, and thinking about the topic of like knowing whether or not you should change or yeah. Um, obviously, if it's something that's going wrong that isn't working and you know you guys come to a compromise because it for sure requires compromise mm -hmm. and trust mm -hmm. and self awareness. Like yeah. you have to be aware of yourself and um, just kind of knowing what it is that you do when you don't want like knowing what's really no to you. Yeah. And what's really yes to you is going to help. Yeah. Um, and I think that us as women sometimes, like, we don't want to be, like, as bold and, you know, trying to be more submissive. And it's like you can still be submissive, but, like, stand on your boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what it is that I do and do not accept. Yeah. And they're either going to take heed to it or they're going to, you know, it's yeah. going to be too much for them. And that's not the person for you. Exactly. But you, you can't get mad if you don't say nothing either. Exactly. And I've learned that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do not have no man out here being no mind reader, and you don't be a mind reader for anybody mm -hmm. else. And not that it's like the relationship has to end because this person won't, you know, 
they don't may not know how to communicate their emotions mm -hmm. but it's about creating a space mm -hmm. like look how about this safe space we here we got 10 minutes tell me what's on your mind it may yeah. not make sense like it, it may not feel like it a plus b equals c yeah. but just Get it out, Talk get it. it out of here, and we're gonna figure out what we can do with this. You get what I'm saying? You're saying like within your relationship, within to have your those relationship, yeah. It's so hard to talk yeah. about your, people. Don't we are not taught now nowadays? I feel like uh, younger children are like brought up on more like social emotional learning, yes. but that wasn't our experience Ooh. growing up. And I, we were talking about this in one of my other episodes too. Yeah. Like, what I said is what I said. And that's it. What you crying for, shut it up. Yeah. Like, no, like, let's talk about it. Yep. Let's talk about it. And we just had an a issue with his son, and it's like, we kept asking, like, like what's wrong? Mm -hmm. Like, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. Nothing. Nah. Your mm -hmm. face ain't saying nothing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just trying to teach them to be able to express their emotions. And that's a big thing for me because I wasn't always able to do that. Yeah. And not saying that. Like, my mother shut me down a lot, or my parents shut me down a lot. I mean, a, a good amount of... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> having a Caribbean parent, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot of, like, tough love. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want her and him to be able to have that environment where if something's wrong, you're able to talk about it. Yeah. Because that's going to, you know, teach you to be a emotionally mature adult. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what is out here the toxicity and all that good stuff it's like it's how we were all raised but i think this generation we're supposed to break those barriers like yeah. we need to make this change mm -hmm. or this next group of kids that's gonna come up is gonna be a revolving goddamn door, door. yeah we it's all gonna get worse. <laughs> exactly 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 um so i wanted to throw one little theory out there mm -hmm. um and i'm not sure if you are familiar with it um but when i was kind of looking into this i like to do research mm -hmm. <laughs> And it's a thing called uh, self-expansion theory. Mm -hmm. Is that something within the, the therapy world that you guys have, I have spoke about? No. Prior to, no. to this, I've never, never heard of it. Ah! But I did, I did a Google search. Isn't it nice? I did a Google search. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Let's see. Did I put the exact okay. definition? Um, so, because I don't want to get it wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And it's basically people who expand their image of themselves and are happier uh, with themselves by being able to, like, indulge in activities um, that are kind of outside of your whatever relationship that you have. Um, but it requires you to kind of, like, challenge yourself. Yeah. And you can do it individually and you can do it, like, within your relationship. Mm -hmm. And essentially what I got from it is, like, don't lose yourself yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. Um, I think it's super important for you to still be your own person mm -hmm. um and i think when we're talking about change and things like that i think it makes it a little bit easier for you to kind of be self-aware when you're able to you know yeah. do things that like make you happy alone yeah because mm -hmm. if you can't do that and then one you trying to expect this person to be a mind reader yeah and you're already not happy you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so i had looked into look it up you guys self-expansion uh theory mm-hmm they have a bunch of tips and like research on it um different activities like freaking like fitness or like one of them was like camping mm -hmm. don't think i'll ever do that <laughs> uh hiking like just doing activities that require you to like challenge your mind yeah and it allows you to expand yourself like mm -hmm. learning more about yourself yeah you bring up a good point um as far as like also not losing yourself mm -hmm. and having those like just things mm -hmm. or those niches that you do in order to just challenge yourself and stay connected with yourself mm -hmm. but like it's all easier said than done mm -hmm. you know when you are like 
combining worlds mm-hmm. and people become a part of your day on a daily basis. Especially if it's healthy. Especially if it's healthy. I'll be my man, my man, my man. I am <laughs> little miss my man, my man, my man. Like, you get what I'm saying? So yeah. I hear you. But I just want to like, people have to give themselves grace yeah. because we are also like growing and evolving beings. Mm-hmm. So there is no like, I have now found out who Jayla is yeah. and I just know yeah. her. Like, no, I'm learning out. I'm learning. I'm figuring out who she is every single day. Yeah. And then it's also like you're learning and growing into a relationship with the other person. Um, so, I mean, in regards to what you're saying, like it's definitely important to still have those like, those things that you do that make you you. You have to. Or you, you have to yourself. stay centered. You have to stay grounded. And you have to stay true. Yeah. To like who you are at the core. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you when you're able to identify that in your relationship with yourself, then also when you're dating, it's like, oh, this person is bringing me over here. And I don't even. I don't, that's that ain't even me. That ain't it. I don't get yeah. down like that. You yeah. you are able to identify what's healthy and what's not. Yep. So. And I think me. Um, me getting older, mm-hmm. knocking on 30. Girl, you know around, me too. It's around the corner, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the 30s is going to be the uh, new 20s for me because I re- like I know like I'm really learning me. Yeah. I'm learning me. I know who Ashley is. Like uh-huh. I'm standing 10 toes down on like what it is that I provide both in my relationship and my like professional career. And that professional aspect of it has came within this year. And I'm really like, no. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. This is what I don't do. Yep. All money ain't good money. Yeah. And I remember recently I had submitted a proposal and I was like on the phone. I was on the phone with Kyla. Mm-hmm. And you know, she big for now. Uh, charge yeah. more. Yeah, that's her. Charge that more. Her. That is her. And so we were having that conversation. I'm just like, uh, let me, know. Mm, let me, mm-hmm. this looks like the invoice is hefty. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that's a lot of money. I wouldn't want to pay that. She's like, no, Ashley, like yeah. you are providing this service. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if you keep bargaining on it and not standing tall on what it is that you want and what yeah. you provide you're gonna be upset with yourself at the end of the day yeah. because you accepted that and you can't be upset or with nobody else but, but you. you because yeah. you accepted that so she mm-hmm. said what you, what it is that you want say that i needed to hear that <laughs> and, yeah. and i feel like that goes for relationships absolutely like, life in general but for sure as we're talking about relationships like Set your, set your, whatever it is. Yeah. Set your non-negotiables. Yeah. You know, and then there are things within relationships that, you know, you have to negotiate. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there are those things where you're like, this is, nah. Yeah. And I also feel like what helps with that is learning more about your own character. Yep. Because it's, I mean, like, when you don't see it firsthand or you're not, like, witnessing conversations about things like this mm-hmm. you know when it comes to relationships and growing up and stuff like that you really don't it's so hard to identify what is like okay this is good negotiation yeah. okay i'm being stretched yeah. i'm growing versus is he trying me yeah. right now like it's, <laughs> it's a, a very thin line it's a very thin it's a very line. thin line and i feel like for me what i always go back to is like i trust the way my body is gonna tell me mm. like I, My intuition is a motherfucker. You get what I'm. Ooh. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> Our bodies respond. They talk to us. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, you just have to just. There are multiple ways to get more in tune with yourself, but like. You know, it's like I'm not gonna lie. If my drumic, if my stomach drops in a certain way, it's it's something wrong. I'm like, hmm. 
And it'd be, it be those situations where the reverse of that, like where something that is so like heavily like anxiety stricken or I have something that's going on that like I don't have the solution to or whatever, like even my body will like, my stomach won't drop. Yeah. And I'd be like, stop stressing. It's going to be okay. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. You, that you, happens to me a lot. And yes. it's just like, I yes. feel really good. Yes. I might get through this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I always either, whether I lost something mm -hmm. or misplaced something mm -hmm. or, you know, it's forgot something good. at work. And I'm just like, it's okay, girl. You're going to find yes. what happens. You either it find good. it or you it. get something better. <laughs> exactly. Like, your body will communicate yeah, with you. Yeah, that's very true. And I, I want us as a people, as a generation, to trust ourselves mm -hmm. more. We have access to too many people. Oh, we do. We so do. it's like, oh, should this be da, da, da. trust? Literally trust yourself. Yeah. Like, who's to say I'm really a therapist? <laughs> like, I told you, but like, did you look it up? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what this I'm is saying? True. I this could is be true. a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody's about to Google me. You can Google me. You can Google me. I'm stamped, honey. But that's true. Yeah. That is true. We have to trust ourselves because that also, like, I've had friends that haven't had good experiences with therapists, mm -hmm. and it hurts my heart. It hurts. It hurts my heart. But even in that instance, it's like, it's also another human. So mm -hmm. you got to know, like, this not a good fit or this person isn't. They, it's, eh, it's not working. Eh. Your body going to tell you. Yeah. Whatever you ground yourself in is, is going to tell you. If it keep you up at night, come on now. Yeah. You'll know. Cut the tie. It was great <laughs> working with you, young lady or young man, but I guess this to go. ain't going to be it. Yeah. yeah. This is very true. And like you said, um, even with your therapist, like that's somebody that you pick. Mm -hmm. And even side note to that, um, I had learned this while I was uh, pregnant with my daughter. You are paying these physicians. This is who you pick. So if yeah. it's something that you don't like, mm -hmm. it's okay to find another doctor. It's also okay to express it. Express and yourself. you can express that. Mm -hmm. But she just like, I can just tell like the cultural. And when it comes to like, and this is a whole other topic. I'm going to try to make this brief. But when it comes to like OBs and like um, yeah. labor and delivery for black women, there's a lot of things that should be discussed, mm -hmm. um, especially as a first time mom, like mm -hmm. just different um Within your ethnicities, like there are different medical um, issues that can arise yeah. just by being an African American woman. Mm -hmm. Family history, a lot of that, like she just skipped over. Yeah. And she just wasn't like she wasn't there for me like I needed her to be, especially as a first time mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like I don't feel like I know anything. Yeah. And you know, University of Chicago is expensive. Mm -hmm. I need better. And yeah. so you know, I was able to kind of leave that. So just always know that it's like it's your decision, mm -hmm. and you have the power to you know, like you said, it's not working. So let's find something else. Yeah. So there and it is. It. <laughs> and owning it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We need some. Damn. It's all the way down there. <laughs> Champagne. <laughs> um, so I want to ask too, right? We talk a lot about um, mental health and within the black community, right? Um, one, with your experience, what do you, are there any, I guess like myths or like misconceptions about like black people when it comes to therapy. Because mm. um, with you working with majority black mm -hmm. clients, was there anything where you were like, oh no, this is, you know, they say black people don't go to therapy at all or, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Was there any like things that stuck out to you in your experience? Yeah, there definitely were were like misconceptions that. And I'm gonna pour us up. While of you course, <laughs> of course. That stuck out to me. I mean, I feel like <clears throat> I'm over here trying to figure out where do I start. It's that um, many. Oh my goodness. I mean, yeah. 
I I feel like I'm like, dang, what angle do I take? Like <laughs> the world is yours, girl. I'm just pouring up some more champagne. One misconception. <laughs> One misconception, I feel like this is for all people, but I've noticed this a lot in my friends as far as, like, having relationships with their therapist. And, you know, um, they'll call me like, yeah, you know, I've been seeing this 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 person or this therapist for the past month. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know where sessions are going, and I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I leave there, and I just don't know. I don't, uh, you know? Yeah. And so my question is, like, what you what you're telling me? Have you told them? Mm, okay. The answer is always no. But it's because when you're in a space where someone is the expert, you feel like you should shut up and you should just and listen. Should listen, yeah. Does that not tie back into our childhood? Yeah. How we were reared? Ooh. Shut up, listen, do what you got to do. Ooh. So everybody want homework. Everybody trying to figure out like I supposed to. You should be able, feel comfortable. You're pro- you're paying for a service yeah, regardless. Yeah. I know it's so intimate and it's so emotional, but you're paying for this service. If you have a question like, okay, we've been yes. talking about, you know, very similar things for, for the p- past three or four weeks. Can you give me some insight into what you're thinking? Like, mm. what, where do you see my treatment plan going? Have you even thought Come about it? Come on, treatment it? plan. Like, no, it's a thing. Give me the terminology. <laughs> some, people, some people need to be involved with their process. I've yeah. noticed this with my own clients. And some people was like, girl, take the wheel. Like, I trust you, you know? So we have to feel like, you know, we have that power in the yeah, room. To, I agree. To, you you got to, if agree. you have to know what's going on, own that. Mm-hmm. Let that person what you need, know what you need. I feel like I've had clients that some want homework and some don't. I'm not mm-hmm. a homework girl. Mm-hmm. I'm not a homework and girl. And that was me. I'm like, send me home with something. I'm not. <laughs> and she gave me homework. I mean, we drew out posters yes, and stuff. Yes, <laughs> yes. But, like, if your client needs that, I'm going to meet you yeah, there. Yeah, But also, I. I'm, but you got to tell me that. You have to tell me that. Mm-hmm. Because I also know that therapist down the hall, she will to get homework. <laughs> So, you know, we also yeah. have to find a find a good fit for you. Like, I feel like right. for me, when it comes to health, when it comes to healing, I don't feel like people are inherently broken, mm-hmm. which means I don't feel like people are fixed through therapy. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, that's, that, that's, I, I feel like people are inherently good and people act in ways that make sense with their context. Okay. So... Two Chicago girls are probably going to act different from two girls from Virginia. Very true, yeah. One is not right and one is not wrong. If Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's like we all are acting in ways that make sense for our context. So with that being said, I can definitely give – I can – <laughs> it, it depends on your theory, but everybody has a has a fit for them. So yeah. it's about being able to advocate for yourself and knowing that you can advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. This is not your preschool teacher. This is your therapist that you're paying. Mm-hmm. Let her know what's up. Heavy on the that you're paying. Yeah, let her know what's and up. Here's it's the it's thing. expensive. It is. And then if you think about it, um, and if you think about it too, um, we go to restaurants. We order stuff like everybody's able to, you know, return something if they don't like mm-hmm. it or to leave a review if they don't like something, mm-hmm. call corporate if they don't like treat your services and you your service to. providers the same way. Like, I don't know why we are so afraid to do so. But it's not our fault. Mm. Like, 
going to therapy is already undoing a lot of the stuff that this is true. we learned or you know that we were like damn y'all want me to be mature in the process too you know, I, i'm here like it's like it's like dang, that's true that's I, true i booked the appointment yeah. now i gotta Help. you know what i'm Please. saying so <laughs> It's difficult. Yeah. Because it's it like is. if it's we we weren't taught to be in a space, then we weren't taught to own a space. Mm. You know? It's it's levels to that's it. That's a good point. So that's why I always tell that's my friends and my loved ones, like I'm on the the opposite end of the spectrum of being a therapist. Mm-hmm. I would love and I've had clients, but that's also trust though. It is. Like you have to build build that foundation. Yeah. I let my, my clients know, but it's also because of my, my theory of choice. I'm not the expert. Mm-hmm. So, like, we are co-creating this space. You, I'm, I'm here, like, beside you. I'm not leading this. I'm not driving a car. Yeah. I'm not driving the car. <laughs> she said, baby, I'm passenger. I am passenger princess. because you, <laughs> you know this role way yeah. better than I do. But also, it's not healthy for us to work harder than our clients. Mm. I'm going to meet you where you at. That's true. And I guess that's a good point to to put it, too. Like, your therapist is assisting you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Acting as an advocate, as an aide to get you through what it is. I I want you to be able to do this without me. You have that's a good point. Yeah, this that is, is a good point. If that's not the case, I'm I am a crutch. That is a good point. I am a crutch. No, because I think that, and that was a damn. That's a good point that you just brought up. Because I, I remember um, my therapist when she said like, like I think you guys because we were going we were going to I did premarital mm-hmm. um, with AJ's dad when we thought we were getting married, <laughs> um, and just kind of going through a lot of stuff. Like she would just ask questions that like as parents like. You would have, I would have never even asked them that. Yeah. But like, it was so important to like whether or not this is something that we could do. And obviously, we decided it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully. But um, we started every week and then it went to bi weekly and then it went to monthly. And then when we had monthly sessions for like four or five months, she was like, I think you guys can do this on your own now. Like, yeah. she was like, I, How do you feel? I don't think you need me anymore. And I think that that is a goal for a lot of therapists, of mm-hmm. course. Um, you just brought that back up for me. I'm like, damn, that is yeah. that's the goal. And that's I want to give you the tools that these people just want to make money and da, 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 like, no, I want you out my office. I actually <laughs> want you to not want to be yeah. here anymore. And because that's like, that's the goal. That's the win that's for the you. Goal, yes. It's yeah. about for me specifically. I feel like I'm here to highlight and to identify what's already inside mm-hmm. of you. I'm. If I'm giving you tools, like, yes, I'm the facilitator, but it's already in you. Yeah. You know, we just, it's so many things that cloud that for us that we aren't able to tap into those resources. Mm -hmm. So it's like, once you're able to identify and you know how to use these tools, like, okay, I'm not going to use a paintbrush to knock down a door. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, now that's what the conversation is about. So, yeah. That's good. I Mm -hmm. love that. Cheers to that, girl. Come (laughs) on. And I can sit here on this couch and talk with you forever. And that's the issue. And you let me know when you, uh, let me know when you looking for clients again. (laughs) That's what I need. I'm getting, like, I'm, I think because I'm in a different space in life now, Mm -hmm. I think I've crossed another bridge where, you know, what I was doing in the past, like, I had the tools back then to, you Mm -hmm. know, figure it out. And now I think I'm at a point where it's a lot more on my plate. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do, (laughs) y'all. And thank you for highlighting that because there's no end goal to healing. Mm -hmm. There's no end goal to now I figured it out. 
every step of the way yeah. is going to require something different. Yep. And yep. you're understanding that the resources that I locked in in that last season. It ain't hit no more. You, you know, <laughs> like, I'm going to need something a little bit yeah. bigger and a little bit stronger. And that's cool yep. because then in the next season, you will know, you yeah. know, like, you have understood your like boundary of resources mm -hmm. like you know when you can dig into your own toolbox and when you need like somebody else to kind of help you yep, you get what i'm absolutely. saying and that's what it's about yeah so agreed. and so we can sit here and be very emotionally mature yeah. right i think i i'm proud of myself i'm really you know i've gotten be. i really have gotten to a place where i'm like okay yeah you know i still yeah. need to work on myself but like I can articulate that mm -hmm. and I feel like that's the first part but there might be that's the only place you need to be exactly yeah and then but then there might be people who are watching this you know who are on the completely opposite side of the spectrum mm -hmm. um, of acknowledgement of self-awareness um, and then also because there is so much stigma I want to get rid of that yeah I hate it. yeah um, and so I'm just the, the question for me to you is like from a therapist standpoint, what are some ways that we can like just break this stigma or yeah. work to building? I love this you question. Know, a positive outcome. I love this question. It starts with access, mm. and that's structural issues. Yeah. That that's beyond us. Mm. That's beyond us. I don't have a therapist right now because I can't afford it. Mm. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Isn't that that's, that's crazy? Yeah. That is crazy. your therapist can't. That's, you get what yeah. I'm saying? So. It starts like there. as a therapist, you should have free fucking therapy. That's how I feel. I feel like everybody should <laughs> like, have free I'm therapy. A, I'm a, hello. Let's but talk about it. specifically for the people who are doing, how the hell am I doing this work? And I, I exactly. guess they figure you could. <laughs> therapist myself. And therapist. That's the issue. Is that the word? That's therapist. The issue. I made that I up. Know. Oh, okay. You may want to Google that. I don't know how legit that word is. Because I was trying is. to figure out what. I'm like, damn, I don't know what word to say. I don't know. I don't know if that word is a word. But um, I can heal myself. Yeah. No. No. And you yeah. shouldn't be in charge of your own healing. That's uh, that's a message that I want everyone mm -hmm. to know. I don't care. Black, brown, blue. Mm -hmm. We all deserve someone that is committed to our development, mm -hmm. our growth, yeah. because you can only do so much as a mom. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Ooh, you can only funny. do so mm -hmm. much as... Uh, uh, an entrepreneur or a friend, mm -hmm. but a therapist is a person that is literally committed to you developing yep. and you seeing your goals, and we all deserve access to that. So I feel like with breaking the stigma, it starts at providing people with access, mm -hmm. period. So just a little insight, um, post-graduation, one, seeing clients can be very, very heavy for us. Post-graduation? Uh, I mean, in just general? in general. Just okay. in general. So post-graduation, I decided to take a break. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I wanted to go into full-time work that was peripheral, but, like, not in the same space. And that's what I've okay. been doing. Um, but for me, what I found What are you be, doing now? Are you... Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what you got. Yeah, no, I can, I can disclose it. Um, so I basically work for a national nonprofit, and we have like state campaigns that reduce stigma around substance use disorder. And it also, oh, nice. it intersects with mental health, mm -hmm. intersects with the prison population. It, it intersects with a lot of like things oh, that good. marginalized people experience. experience. Um, so I love the work that I do. Mm -hmm. It's not therapy, but I know that I'm a part of a larger organization or system that is providing healing to people. Mm -hmm. So I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. um, but... I knew that I needed to take a break because I needed to just get myself together. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it gets so heavy. Like, it gets 
so heavy. Sometimes you dream about your clients. Really? I can you imagine have, that. Yes, I can imagine you have that. clients where it's like, oh, I know, you know, if they miss a session, they cool. But, you know, you have your clients where it's if like. If they miss a session, it's a problem. You can. Oh, uh-uh, okay? I need to get in contact. Yeah. That's a lot to yeah. deal with. It's a lot to deal with. Um, And so I knew I, I knew I needed to take a break. Um. I'm not going to lie, I did kind of just forget where I was going with this. It was somewhere good. It was somewhere <laughs> we were talking about, good. like, breaking the stigma and, like, yeah. you know, trying to figure out different ways and where we can, like, make this conversation, I guess, more wholesome. Yeah, exactly. So, with that being said. But I love everything you said. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But I knew that I needed to, to take a break. Oh, this is where I was going. I knew that I needed to take a break. And so, what I found is that, for me personally, Private practice isn't my okay. go-to. Okay. I love seeing clients. I love seeing clients in general, but, like, private practice brings about a certain demographic. Mm, okay. And it's not just race. It's not just income. But it's all of these demographic factors that, you know, people who have access to therapy, they're freely coming to you because they have access to they therapy. Back and they can afford it. Exactly. They can afford it. Like, that's, that's, that's the trick. Different, you yeah. know? So, but for me, what I found to be so fruitful is to be able to touch the people that are not, mm-hmm. they ain't never had a therapist in their life. Mm-hmm. They don't know what a therapist looks like. They don't know it could look like me. It could look like you. It could, yeah. it could look like him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, that's what I found myself drawn to because if we don't heal these people, who are? Yeah. I feel like y'all who have access to therapy, and I ain't one of those people when I'm a therapist. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So y'all who have access to that, y'all are going to be taken care of. Yeah, regardless. But it's our black and our brown boys. You get what I'm saying? Growing up in Inglewood. Yeah. You Ooh, know that's what I'm why saying? I loved what you did with the uh, 26 Hours of Peace. Thank you. I was like, these little boys need that. Do you know? Ooh, they need it. And it's so crazy because, like, they put me there in case of, like, crisis intervention. I knew how it was going to go mm-hmm. because I, I've worked with uh, transition age youth. I okay. love okay. working with, like, they need it I so love working much. with this age group. I had this uh, this this guy. Uh, he has to been, I don't know, maybe 17, 18. I can't, I can't really remember. He was so excited to tell me about his birthday. Really? He was turning whatever age on April 3rd, and he had a whole lineup of what, we, what he was about to do. That is therapy because yeah. you know what? These boys, they're in this space. They're not looking over their shoulder. They're able to be kids. I was, I was literally going to say that. In his everyday life, he's probably not able to be a fucking kid. And That's he has literally to, you know, what it worry is. Worry about all types of stuff or even. Yep. Being excited about your birthday, or you know, like maybe people that's like, a privilege, you lame as hell. Like, you know what I'm no, saying? Like, exactly, we, you exactly, know, like that exactly. part of it. Like, let yep. these kids be kids, let these kids yeah. be kids. And so, it was a lot of oh, those types of conversations that I was having. And so, um, that's what draws me to this. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody has God calls you to, to, to what you where you need to be. And for me, I want to be a part of the healing of people that don't have access to or don't even know what it looks like, don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. So I'm that's what I'm dealing with like in my professional life cuz mm-hmm. I'm like I could do private practice. I could make a few extra dollars and yeah. but what that's going to do to me? Yeah. Or even if you do it and and build up that income and then you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Flip it on, you know. Yeah. Can you see yourself with a nonprofit? 
Oh, so actually, so Avico Collective, it isn't necessarily a nonprofit. I actually want to move it into a consulting um, organization okay. because I found that to be just where it's kind of falling. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is her brand, too. Yes, I'm yes. Sorry. So <laughs> I developed Avico Collective my first year of my second master's, yes. I believe. Um, and it was because community service and outreach is so important to Mm -hmm. me so I wanted to bridge the gap between the two right how do we provide mental health education and awareness but also partnering with different organizations at that time in Atlanta um, whether it's drives whether it's food drives whether it's philanthropy and kind of bridging those gaps and so that's where I went with the organization Um, but what I'm noticing is that I'm also doing like consultation work like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm consulting with different organizations and providing therapy services yeah. there and that that's where I feel like home that's 26 that's hours at. of peace I'm about to say stuff like that Let is me tell phenomenal you, it was so long yeah it was so long but I've never felt that fulfilled like I didn't want to leave I did not want I had to, to go leave. and get uh Jojo AJ was gone for the weekend mm-hmm. I had to go get Jojo and I was just like okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him and come back yeah, and Kyla has to tell me like girl no, it is midnight home. take your ass home. Go I was like, home. I'm so, like and I can just see with these kids like that is what they needed. And even yep. the kids who had started off um, like annoyed or irritated, like, oh, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. I think when they sat down with April, a yes. lot of those kids were like, oh, shit. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a – so 26 hours apiece for you guys. Um, I don't know if I ever talked about it on here. There's a guy, McKinley, that is the founder um, of an organi- organization um, called uh, Project Swish. And it's here in Chicago. Look it up. He does amazing things for um, black and brown boys in our, our communities. And so they had a event that ran for 26 hours straight. Yes. And it was different activations, different events. They had a talent show. Like, it just was, it put these kids in the environment and off the, the streets, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, for a day and a half straight. Mm-hmm. And they just were just poured into. Yeah. They learned. They yeah. had sex ed. Like, it was, yeah. like, every, like, category on the checklist for little black boys that yep. you know needed it was like it, everything everything and she was there as yes. the therapist and, and held a session they did yoga mm-hmm. they got their hair their hair they cut, got they, yoga they did yes. yeah so it, it was great the whole it nine. was great shout out to him mm-hmm. i need to get him on here he keeps saying like i'm gonna come sis i'm gonna come out okay when 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 really right. no <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so look them up. It's, it's amazing. But I can see that for you, like consulting and doing more of that. Yeah. And I'm sure it's so much more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And they need it. We need more black therapists in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's also like the, the motivation. Is yeah, that we absolutely. That. Absolutely. So, um, so what do you what do you see as like the future or what do you want mm-hmm. for the future of, of mental health? Um treatment for a representation like what would be a goal for you for the the black community yeah i think first and foremost access mm-hmm. access access with i feel like it starts and ends there yep yeah literally yeah. without access nothing nothing can happen yeah nothing can I happen agree. and that's why it's like the work that i'm doing is so important for me because if no one does it then then what mm-hmm then what like you know these these you know humans they grow up and they eventually become adults Mm -hmm. and now they're leading generations with no guidance with no guidance you know self-awareness and they don't know what health looks like you know so 
for me, it starts and it ends with access. Yeah. We all deserve it. Every human being deserves access to mental yeah. health care and I adequately. Agree. And it isn't it. I don't want to misspeak, but I feel like in Canada, it's free. Girl, I don't know, but whatever I feel like everywhere they doing else in Canada, is free. <laughs> I feel like what every whatever is happening outside of the U.S. They doing it. You, it's, they're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> how it is supposed to be Child. because at the end of the day I feel like stuff like that should be important for our society as well like these yeah. are your citizens yeah yeah hello yeah <laughs> yeah um but yes I agree to that and I think that um what we're doing right here right now yeah having these conversations mm -hmm. I feel that and I hate when I see people in comments or like on other posts like we just need to get rid of podcasts and it's so stupid and I disagree because there's so much that we need to be talking about. Yeah. People just aren't using their platforms the right way. Yeah. I can come on here and talk about sex and all types of bullshit right. and get drunk and look stupid and twerk and I'll get millions of views. Yeah. They're very true. I don't want to do that mm -hmm. because one, my kids are going to see this one day and I want them to be able to watch the entire series of my podcast <laughs> and, and, and be She's accepting. Amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yeah, I cuss a little bit. And that's okay. They've heard worship. <laughs> but I want this to be a platform that allows us to create spaces to have, again, my thing is always wholesome conversations. Yeah. And I had this girl at a podcast convention. She was the only person that ever asked me this. She said, what do you mean by wholesome? Mm. And I was like, oh, shit, what do I mean? But when mm -hmm. I sit and I think about it, it's just like, you know, our everyday conversations that make you feel good. Yeah. I want you to watch this. And I want, like... Binge eating on, on freaking soul food makes you feel wholesome someday. Yeah, then that's wholesome. Like, I yep. want you to feel good. I want you to be able to relate. And I want us to have these types of conversations that are open, that are real, that are honest. Mm -hmm. So that people can feel more comfortable to having access or to looking for access. Yeah. Or maybe just finding somebody in your family or friend group that you can talk to. Yeah. Oh, I watch this podcast. And you know what? This is what I want to talk about, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. I think that us as a community, we also need to uplift, uplift <laughs> and highlight like our black therapist mm -hmm. showing you guys more. Yeah. You know, representing, learning how to have you guys be represented more as well. Because yeah. there's so many black therapists. There are. And people just don't know. There are. And there are black therapists that are licensed in multiple states. Yep. So it's like, you know, oh, I found this therapist, yep. but she's in Georgia, but also she's licensed in Illinois. Mm -hmm. Like she can, she can do, he no can do exactly like what you need, you know, you need them to do. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate that perspective. And I also just want to come on the whole podcasting thing. I feel like the pandemic hit mm -hmm. and we all was like, what the hell? What are we going to do? Oh, what like, are we going to do? How do I find <laughs> myself again? Yeah. Like, like it so was, many businesses uh, rose from the damn pandemic. Look, yeah. it was giving Mr. Krabs me. Like, it was giving this. So, you know, for real. So, I definitely agree with you, like, with, you know, certain platforms, like, they exhibit a lot of toxicity. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful that this isn't that. But also, just like the ther therapist in me and not, I'm not a good versus bad type of mm -hmm. person, mm -hmm. right? Because you, you deal with so many people. I feel like our voices deserve a microphone. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, because then it's like we can start to have conversations on, like, why that behavior isn't going to benefit mm -hmm. us in future generations. Yep. You yep. get what I'm saying? Yep. So it all kind of needs to coexist with mm -hmm. each other because then you're able to sit here and, and be definite about 
the the culture of your yeah. podcast. That's a good point. You get what I'm saying? That's a good point. And you're doing a great job. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying, y'all. You're y'all doing. let me know if y'all love it. You're doing. You're doing. <laughs> I always tell people that that playing humble don't. Who else? And then, child, I told you within the last year, I didn't became like, okay, I am who I am. Yeah, you're doing. If I wasn't, then what was And you're doing it well, <laughs> period. I appreciate that. And you are as well. Thank you. I love what you're doing. I absolutely love the space that you're in as well. I'm Thank happy for you. you. I can just see this glow. <laughs> I can see this glow. You are happy. You are thriving. I am. That is what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. So I do want to end with asking this question, like, how can we support you? Mm, that's a great question. <laughs> um, so you all can follow Avaco Collective on Instagram at A-D-V-A-C-O dot collective. Um, so right now we're a little mute on Insta, <laughs> but it's because I have some great things planned for the summertime. Yes. Um, and so I would love for you all to stay connected. Um, I mean, and that's pretty much it. Like if, you know, anyone feels like my services are needed, DM me. We can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm for the people. Hello. Okay. You see So me? that's all I need. Come well, on, Pedro. That, that, that's it. I'm for the people. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you I for having this. me. this. This was good. And <laughs> as always, like I say with each of these episodes, I can talk for so long. Yeah. So long. I know we got to get out of here. You know, I know. Our producer is tired. You're tired. <laughs> he gets to go home okay, today. Okay. So he's usually here longer than after I'm okay. filming. So <laughs> you get to go home. <laughs> but, again, thank you for being here. This is a thank pleasure. Um, I hope anybody that's watching this, like she said, if, if you feel like her services could, you know, work for you, or even if you just have questions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're open, you know, like go ahead and DM her if you want to ask anything, want to make any comments. I'm sure you guys are going to, we're going to have good conversations once this episode comes out in the comments because you guys always do. Um, and yeah, we're going to keep it pushing, keep spreading awareness for mental health and just being advocates for you all to have spaces to have real conversations, mm-hmm. real life, things that you can relate to is always the goal here at the 312. So. Thank you guys for joining us for yet another episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Like, comment, subscribe. I need to get a shirt that just says, like, like, comment, subscribe, Literally. share, uh, <laughs> post a review. All the things. All, the <laughs> All things. of them. Or even if you just watch this and comment and like it, I'll love you for that. And subscribe. Uh, but, yeah, thank you guys so much. And, again, if you are just tuning in, make sure you exit out of this one and go back and catch up and join the community. We are just here to create spaces for millennials to have wholesome conversations conversations i can't talk today y'all <laughs> so have wholesome conversations because that is what we need that is what we need and that's what we all deserve so i hope you have a, a great day yeah until next time bye, bye. <laughs>